Welcome to 2020 Presidential Town Hall, featuring presidential can- uh, candidate Bobby Skinner and vice presidential candidate Justin Panic. We're live at eight. Just kidding. Welcome to freaking Talking Giants. It's a Washington preview. We can't call them the R words anymore. Not allowed to say that, especially when you're trying to run for president. Uh, like you said, I'm your host and presidential candidate, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host Justin Panic. We'll we'll cut that out. If you're not watching this live, you're like, what are these guys doing? Anyways, uh, Washington, man. We got a, a fun interview with Fred Smoot. We're going to have our fantasy draft and um, game picks with Danny King later going on. Justin, man, how are you feeling? Bobby Skinner, my name is Vice Presidential Candidate Justin Panic, And I'm looking at you, your, your nice face with your hair that is growing long. And on your head, you have a Bobby Skinner, Justin Panic. Um, moving America downfield sticker 2020 on your forehead if you're on um, if you're in the podcast crowd and you're not watching what we're doing. Well, we we really screwed up by doing this before because we should have made our our campaign slogan "Make it happen 2020" because that mm, has really caught mi- on. Missed opportunity. That'll be our second commercial that we air. <laughs> Bobby Skinner, I'm a progressive candidate that has, and and I'll show you my track record. I have been calling. The Washington R words, the Washington Football Club, pretty much since I took over as Talking Giants oh, co-host, and despite and despite public backlash from within our Talking Giants DMs, I have continued to have that progressive stance. So that's why partially you should vote for us, or if you don't like that, screw you. Well, I was always see, I was the opposite. I always said the R words. I made a point of it. That's oh. how. See, we're 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 yin and yang. Anyways, that's right. That's why. Let's talk about the, the actual attract. game. Someone's <laughs> listening to this for the first time. Like, do they talk about the game? Yes, we do. We're just feeling goofy right now. We're new boot goofing. Washington, man. Um, Justin, I actually want to talk about our defense first. Usually, we talk about our offense. If Dwayne Haskins was starting for this Washington team, honestly, my hot take would be a shutout because I think mm. because what their offense is is Terry McLaurin. And we have a shutdown corner who shuts down your number one cornerback or your number one wide receiver. He's done it to every single number one. And now they have a clear-cut number one on this Washington team in Terry McLaurin. I mean, number two is Dontrell Inman, um, Isaiah Wright. I mean, Logan Thomas, I thought he was having a good year. He's catching less than 50% of his snaps. The running backs are none of them are averaging four yards per carry. This should be a dominant game for our defense. Our de- This should be... 13 points at the most by our defense in this game. The offensive line is horrible. Yeah, and, and yeah, they're bang- <laughs> it was already bad, and they're banged up. Sheriff's gone. Um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Hoshler or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the offensive line is horrible, and it was horrible heading into the year. I did a NFC East roundtable with other NFC East podcasters, and the one area of concern, you know, outside of just the offense as a whole, but the one area of concern, and this is, uh, you know, talk to Giants fans, this is a terrible area to be concerned about heading into a season. It's the offensive line. And quarterback obviously has held them back, but offensive line has done them zero favors. Uh, Antonio Gibson, you can argue, has had somewhat of a, a a decent year in terms of just doing what he can. But still, the yeah, efficiency... He's not, plays for them, but he's the, not, he hasn't been like... I, dominant you know in and right, out right because as we know and as we know from Saquon Barkley you know you're so reliant on a good offensive line in front of you to make something happen as a running back and it's tough it it's happen. a tough it's <laughs> to make it happen it's tough so man it's tough without Lorenzo Carter O'Shane Zimenez yeah. O'Shane Zimenez may I actually you know oh man I really wish I could maybe I may change my giant factor I don't know 
But O'Shane Ximenez is low-key really important if he plays because he's, he's gotten... He's not going to play, though. He's, he's not going to play. IR. Oh, he's on IR. Well, he's uh, not great, even well as well to come back. Great Giant fan. Well, there, there you go. Well, there, this is, it's a huge loss because despite the limited snaps that he's gotten, he's gotten a decent amount of pass rushing opportunities, but he's been somewhat effective. He has five pressures on the year, even though he's just played in a few games, and that's like second on the team, tied for second on the team behind Lorenzo Carter, who had eight or nine. So... Two big losses. Um, Marcus Golden's going to going to need to create the pressure. Kyler Fackrell's going to need to create pressure. Uh, we could even see Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin. Probably not. We didn't see it last week. But they're going to have to do a good job of taking advantage of a lackluster offensive line. Um, probably a little bit more than they did last week. I want to see a little bit more pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, and I think that's with with Lorenzo Carter out. I think that is going to be like okay. Let's let's play Marcus Golden to his strengths. Let's let him. Get in one-on-one situations. So, I'm pretty confident in this defense going into this game. On the flip side, they've got themselves a pretty decent defense as well. You know, and our offense has been struggling. Um, Montez Sweat has really come into his own after struggling last year, and they're just using him as a true pass rusher. Um, Chase Young, we all know about him. So, it's basically going to be Montez Sweat versus Andrew Thomas and Chase Young versus Cam Fleming. And that's deadly no matter how, you know, whoever your team is, you're worried about those two guys on the ends. It's crazy that they got Kerrigan in a rotation, too. Chase Young has two and a half sacks to start the year. He hasn't even played all, all five games to start no, the year. Four. So he has two and a half sacks. I'm actually going to be very excited to see how this offensive line does because the Dallas, the front seven, they were talented, but there were questions of effort. Um, the Giants were able to run consistently that little – uh, counter power trap play, you know, where you have a guard pulling plus Caden Smith coming across the line of scrimmage too. That was their big chunk play that they got in the run game. Is Washington going to be able to sniff that out and stop that? And if they are able to do that, how are the Giants going to be able to respond? Andrew Thomas, this is a big game for. So I'm the position group that I'm most excited to watch because, Bobby, this may not be the most entertaining game. Like last week at least was like an entertaining game to watch. Nail-biting game, but entertaining this game may not be entertaining because we have two bad football teams, but the position group that I'm most excited to watch is how this Giants offensive line is going to continue to progress against a talented front seven with Washington. And honestly, there's not much excuse for Andrew Thomas. Like, Montez Sweat's a good player, but he's also only in his second year. Um, Montez Sweat's length is a key for him. Andrew Thomas had, what, didn't he have, like, the longest arms in the in the, in the the draft for the tackles? So, yes, this is the game where Andrew Thomas should have, handle Montez Sweat. Not to say Montez Sweat won't have a good player too, but he shouldn't be bad. Like, he shouldn't fe- be feeling bad about Andrew Thomas after this game. Um, like Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills has given up three sacks this year, you know, and Thomas has given up four. And Wills has had some other bad stuff. But when I watch Wills, you don't feel bad about him after any of those games. Actually, this past one you might have. Where Thomas, there's a couple of these games where you just, you, you don't feel good about him. Where Thomas... Leaving Chicago, you kind of felt good about him. Um, Pittsburgh, you felt amazing about him. These last three weeks, you haven't felt good about Thomas leaving a game. But the most encouraging thing about Thomas, Bobby, is that we saw this week Mark Colombo was coming out with quotes and um, certain offensive line gurus were also coming out with certain quotes after watching Thomas. And what's nice to see is that they are exactly aware with what is going wrong. Now, this could just be Colombo being candid and just saying, you know, saying out loud and saying to the public, this is what's wrong. This is what we're looking at. And he in was the past, very candid. <laughs> yeah, he was. And frankly, whether those conversations and whether, you know, the Giants knew exactly in 2019 what was going wrong with Nate Solder and it wasn't just a correctable issue or. Previous coaching staffs knew exactly what was going wrong with Eric Flowers and they, and they knew how to correct it. Whether that was private information or they just had no clue and they were just, you know, winging it because Flowers is just bad and Solder's old and you can't correct the and you can't correct the technique after all that time. It's nice to see, at least for fans at least for fans to see, that they have a direction with Thomas. It's hey, Thomas yeah. didn't do this in college. He didn't do a lot of this. He wasn't asked to do a lot of this. He relied on this, and it's something that you've said. You've been saying it for weeks, that Thomas relied on his athleticism. And we heard the same thing from Colombo. It's he relied on his athleticism. So we need to work on this. We need to work on that. So there's a direction, unlike with Nate Solder and Eric Flowers, where there was no direction because, you know, one was old and the other one was just straight up bad. 
And yeah, not a hard worker in Eric Flowers. Yeah. And you know what? Andrew Thomas has been like, honestly, noticeably better than Nate Solder. I know that sounds crazy because of what we've seen on Andrew Thomas, but he has been noticeably better than Nate Solder. Like you're never you're never worried about just Jones being lit up like like on the play side. And I I said this with I was just streaming with, with our guy, license plate guy. I hate bringing up Solder, but honestly, he it's I won't say nowhere near, but it's clear to me that Thomas is better than Nate Solder is right now. Nate Solder single handedly cost us football games in twenty nineteen. Andrew right. Tom I mean, you know, it's for five games in. Andrew Thomas has not single handedly cost us football games this year. He has not. Yeah. You know, Nate Solder derailed you drives. Say the he just get past <laughs> he him really though, did. because of the fumble. But 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 I get what you're I agree with you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so um and then, you know, they on the back end there's nothing special. You know, Landon Collins, that's always a fun matchup to see what happens there. The return of Caden Smith versus Landon. We'll see what Ingram's able to do. because uh, he didn't play in that second matchup. So it's gonna be exciting. I mean, do you got anything else before we kick it to, to Smoot? No. Fun interview. I'm excited to listen to it. I'm excited for everybody else to listen to it. And uh go Giants. We'll see you in the third part of the show. Yeah, and before that, week five of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape. We've been doing that. And get ready for week six. There is no better place to get in all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week six, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odd boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Make a rain, make a rain, make a rain. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving you all basketball fans a 200% profit boost of any basketball market once you sign up. You see those new Nets jerseys? Ooh, that brings out the nostalgia, and I'm back on. I'm back. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code JOHNBOY to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 800-GAMBLER. And here's Fred Smoot. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome on to the program NFL veteran. Now he's w- working with the Believe Networks so of the Believe Washington podcast. I got no real name yet. We'll, we'll, we'll change the name of it next year. Fred Smoot, former Viking and former Washington player. What's going on, Fred? Man, I'm good, brother. How you doing, man? We, we're both in the dumps right now. You, you with the Giants. I'm with the Washington team. We just going to make the best out of what we got right now. <laughs> Fred, I got a lot of friends who are Washington fans, and our text chats this this week are, hey, somebody's got to win this one. Somebody's got to win this one. Somebody's going to be feeling at least halfway decent. Well, um, you know, this is this is the great part about it, man. I think when you judge a team, you judge it on expectations. And I don't think we ever expected our team to be a world beater. You got to realize 80% of our team is under the age 25. Uh, very talented defensive line. We got a very talented couple group of wide receivers that can actually go make it plays. But when the offensive line play has been like it's been, you can't showcase these guys on offense. And that's what's been killing us here in Washington right now. Right. Well, you said y'all didn't expect to be world beaters. We just expect to be Washington beaters this year. So we'll we'll see how it goes. You mentioned I, I, go for it. I, I, I don't think y'all I don't think y'all gonna beat us. Cause when I look at the roster, I'm looking at two offenses that can't score. I think we're the 30th and the 31st rank offenses. Uh <laughs> I, I'm no, no, I'm, I'm just being serious. I look at us and I give us the edge on special teams. I think Tressway and Hopkins, we get the edge on that. And when I look at defense, even though if I give us the edge and that's a wash, I still think we are a step better than where y'all at right now because actually for the first time in a long time, we are the better coach team. When I look at Ron Rivera, I look at the coaches there with Jake Del Rio, we are the better coach team. And I'm going to have to get it. That's, that's worth three points. I give us the victory. Okay, so one, I think Patrick Graham on the defense, he's a genius. Now, I, I'll give you, Jason Garrett, he, he, he drops us down like 10 notches. But speaking of coaches, Joe Judge. Yeah. Now, you're a Mississippi State guy. He was there for you last year. Did you ever yeah. 
you know, cross his path in the hallways? Uh, yeah, of course I crossed paths with him, most definitely. Now, it, it was the Joe Judge that I was dealing with then. This is a new Joe Judge. Right? This oh, is yeah. the head coach Joe Judge. This is a guy that's trying to make everybody understand his vision. So I don't know what they're dealing with. Now, I've heard things out of there, and I've heard yeah. he's came in kind of, how should I say, Belichickian without the resume. And I, and I think that maybe rub people the wrong way. And that's why I say I have to give us the edge because right now, when it comes to head coaches, we are being ran the right way. I love Ron Rivera. Um, I actually, you know, when the Giants got rid of Shermer, Ron, you know, it was already pretty much a done deal, but Rivera was at the top of my list. Sucks what he's going through. But it, anyways, let's get in uh, to, to, the, to the guys on the field, and we'll start with the offense. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about Allen in a second. Now, the Giants, where they have been good is they, you know, Patrick Graham, I, I think the guy's a genius, the stuff he does. He, he plays to his strengths. He takes chances. Mm-hmm. And part of that has been James Bradbury, who I liked a lot as a free agent signing out of Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's yep. exceeding our expectations. I mean, he shut down Amari Cooper, shut down Allen Robinson. Yep. Now, you guys have Terry McLaurin. I think he's an awesome player. Uh, I think he, because he's with Washington, I think he hasn't got the shine that he deserves. But outside of that, what is, you know, is there, is there anything this wide receiver crew with Kyle Allen's going to, like, that would be scary for a Giants defense? Well, the thing about it is we've, we've been waiting on one Antonio Gandy-Golden. He shows all the glimpses at practice, big guy, big frame. I think the reason he hasn't played a lot is because he's having problems uh, knowing what to check when the defense moves and, and how to attack zone coverage. That usually keeps wide receivers, especially young wide receivers, on the bench. But he has all the talent in the world. We have a group here. Like I said, the offensive line hasn't gave us a chance to showcase this group. And you brought up Brad. Barry. He's one of those guys, how I feel like my career was, where you put the work in, but you never get the love. and You never get that super yeah. Pro Bowl love, but the rest of the league respects the hell out of you. And that's right. what you get when you get a guy like Brett Barry. But I can promise you this. The one thing I've watched over Terry McLaurin the last two years, I've watched him go head-to-head with top-notch cornerbacks, and I've watched the top-notch cornerbacks lose time and time again, even when he hasn't had the best quarterbacking. All I'm saying, he's one of those guys coming in and out of cuts, uh, literally getting deep, uh, short to deep. Get the ball to me now. Let me get some yak. He can do it all, and he's not a diva. I don't believe I'm not saying this. We have a, a glorified number one that's not a diva. That's why I think his future is so bright. Well, we'll see how he, he if he becomes a diva in a couple of years. You know, how, you know how careers start. They start humble, and then they turn to divas no, if they no, get, no. make hey, a couple listen, Pro Bowls. Listen to me. I can promise you he will not transform into the credible hope. He's going to be Bruce Banner his entire life. That's who he was. The first, the first day we interviewed him, 30 minutes after he got interviewed, I got to do the first interview with the kid. And the first thing came out of his mouth is I can't wait to get my team respect by playing special teams and showing them all the things I could do. And just I talked to this kid and I said, you know what? I have never did an interview with a senior leaving high school that talks like this guy talks. And he's grown in a way that most people are not. He's mature. Right, right. Um, and like you said with Bradbury, man, we, we said it on our, our show earlier this week, man. It sucks for 0-5 because if this team was even, you know, 2-3, and 3, you know, we'd be talking – teams would be talking about how he's one of the top corners of the league looking out, shut down mm-hmm. – like Allen Robinson, great production yep. every game without even good QB play. James Bradbury shut him down. Amari Cooper, who is, you know, one of the top guys, he shut him down. So, now talking about the guy who's getting the ball there, Washington obviously moved on from Haskins, which we could talk to in a second. But yep. what is what is Allen? Because you know we're familiar with Haskins at this point as as Giants fans. What does Allen do that Haskins wasn't doing? Well, the one thing Cal knows is this playbook. He had the advantage of being in this offense last year, and for a, a for like a five six game run last year they was one of the most dominant offensives in the league like they got things done and one thing I think Haskin wasn't doing I don't think they think he was getting any better in the offense and they they understood I think the offensive line was down they understood we haven't got the running game going but it was certain things I think they was asking the Haskins that he wasn't going to do that that Cal Allen is already programmed to do because he's already he know what Scott Turner envisions the offense he understands how to get the ball to the running backs he understands how to get the ball to the tight end. Then when you turn to Dwayne Haskins, he played at Ohio State, had four first rounders at wide receiver. McLaurin, McLaurin. Never, yeah, <laughs> never, never th- 
throwing to the the tight ends, never throwing to the running backs. So this some he has to learn how to do in the NFL because let's be honest, a tight end will keep you hired as a quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Now, now you could be honest with us. He's not actually sick, now, right? They're 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 making something up out there, right? I, 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 I don't know if he's sick. The only thing I think hurt is his feeling. <laughs> That's what I think hurts. Like, <laughs> I, you know, think so I, I think it's, you know what? And like I said, I have to ask myself, do I think he got a fair shake at it? Uh, you know, if I told you a quarterback had three head coaches in less than a year and a half, if I told you a quarterback never had a substantial offensive line, never had a safety valley tight end, uh, never had a running game, do you think in 12 games he got a fair shake to show what he can do in this league? And if I compare his numbers to one Josh Allen's, who's who's gotten better every year and now is a cornerstone for Buffalo, his stats are better than Josh Allen's was after 12 games. Yeah, I, I talked about it last week. I'm not a big fan of Haskins, but I will say – he has gotten no shot. What I feel bad for is, you know, obviously Bruce Allen or um, um, uh, Snyder, Snyder drafted him, but mm. everything said that Gruden didn't want him. And like I said, mm. I will, I'm not the biggest fan of his, but that sucks to get drafted to a coach that doesn't want you. And then they bring in another staff who, I mean, he had his best game kind of against Baltimore and then they moved on. It seemed like they were moving on from him no matter what he did in that Baltimore game, unless it, unless it was a win. Well, at first I thought they was playing what I call coach Jedi mind tricks with him. I thought, you know, sometime a coach will bench you just to see how you respond to it, especially when you're young, to see do you start to work harder or do you pout. And I thought that's what it was about. And I don't know if he went in pouting. I know his agent said something the next day, but – I don't know if it rubbed him the same way, but I think, you know, I heard rumblings of uh, study habits weren't there. Uh, they couldn't further the playbook because uh, certain things he wouldn't do. Personally, I don't know. But at the end of the day, when I look back on it, I'm pretty much going to say I didn't think he, as a player, got a fair shot, especially if he ends up somewhere like Pittsburgh, sitting behind Big Ben, and end up being a, a perennial pro bowler. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. But let's talk about the other guy. This is real quick. <laughs> you shot that down quick. Hey, you can't tell me this. You can't tell me if he got with a family like the Rudin family, once they bring you in, they bring him in. And when I see him come out, I compared him to a, a hybrid between a Ben Roethlisberger and a Jameis Winston-type player. That's who he is, a big arm kid that can make all the throws, not going to be – not going to just really run away from anybody, but can move around in the pocket and be hard to sack. You can't tell me he put him there with their receiving group and that offensive line that he couldn't become a special player. I, I think he's inaccurate paired with, like you said, it seemed like everything that comes out about it, obviously I'm not in there, so I can't say for sure because I, you know, I don't know the person. But it seems like everybody who's been around him says, like, work ethic, lazy, bad attitude. Like, you know, and there's QBs, you know, being successful all over the league. It just seems like every time, like I've never heard a good, like good press about Dwayne Haskins. I don't know if that's from the outside looking in or what. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go take it that far. I think he worked real hard this off seasons. Did did the work habits carry over to the end season? I, I, I don't. Like I said, personally, I don't know. But I know this. When you're the stepchild, you know it's a chance you can get kicked out the house. And, and this yeah. coaching staff was not married to him. And, you knew they was kind of grading everybody beside their draft class on a hidden scale. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. He didn't get a fair shot. And, like, you said Pittsburgh. I think that, you know, actually would be a cool spot for him to see it. Let him, like, you know, no expectations. Let him sit behind Big Ben. Um, it seems like him, him or Darnold – it seems like one of those guys ends up in Pittsburgh, you know, behind behind uh, Big Ben. Now I want hey, to talk don't, about don't, the, don't cancel. I finna say don't cancel your guy out, Jones. He, he ain't safe either. He ain't safe. He ain't safe. Uh, <laughs> it depends on where we pick though, because you know you know how the Giants are. They give guys a chance. And uh, mm -hmm. did you ever play against Jason Garrett's offenses, man? It's it's, I'm starting to realize why I, every number one wide receiver couldn't stand him when they left when they left yeah, Dallas. Yes, yes. I, I I played when he was just offensive coordinator in Dallas before he got the head gig. So yeah, I played against him. And, and the one thing about it I can say is he's he's a pass happy guy that actually understands running the ball. He just can't stay disciplined to it. He can't I just don't think playing. he trusts. I don't think he trusts because you know Jones had the turnover problems last year, mm -hmm. and I think, and you know this is me. I watch. I go through the games five, six times. All twenty. Like I overanalyze this stuff, but I really think they focus more on, "Hey, we don't want you doing this." Instead of being like, "Hey, this is what you do well. Do it and take chances." And they've turned them into, and in a sense, 
uh, a low risk or a high risk, low reward offense where it's a lot of like, I, I counted it up when there was two 15 plus yard routes. And that doesn't mean because they're going deep, you got to throw it deep. It opens the check down. That's yeah. when he was his best. But when everything's short, it's one read. Defenses are jumping on it. You know, like you said, paired with no wide receivers and, and O-line, it's a struggle. Well, you, you know, you, the one thing we know about life, you can you can spoon feed a baby, but you can't spoon feed a grown man. Yeah, and, exactly. and, and therefore, they're like somebody's going to be in, in, uh, uncomfortable in that equation. And right now, it looks like it's Daniel Jones. And you got to realize, Daniel Jones also is a stepchild. They did not draft him. They're not married to him. So they're looking for every right. reason to kick him out the club. Yeah, and I think, like you said, if they are, like trying to, you know, think about moving on from, you know, we'll see what happens. It's too early to say. But yeah. like you said, Let's see what he has then. You know, don't ba- – if you're going to – if you if think about moving on from him, there's no need to baby him. Give him – do everything you possibly can with the kid. Now, let's yep, talk about was, your defense. Yeah. Chase Young is obviously a beast. We don't – you know, we need to yeah. – don't need to talk about that. Now, yep. Montez Sweat, it looked oh, like yeah. last year he kind of had some rookie struggles. I watched um, you against Cleveland. He was doing some good stuff against Jedrick Wills. That run game, you know, it's hard to, it's hard yep. to get there all the time. But yeah. what has he done to take that next step in his second year? Well, first of all, he's with a defensive coaching staff that knows how to use him. They're not dropping yeah, like him into coverage. Like they, yeah, yeah. They, they understand he's a pass rusher. And I told people about it, uh, at the beginning of the year, Chase Young is going to be the most dominant. Montez Sweat will have the most sacks because a lot of people are going to be running away from Chase Young only to run into Montez Sweat. So at the end of the day, they, they're going to feed off each other. And what I'm thinking is right now, he's just comfortable. He's comfortable doing what a coaching staff is asking him to do. And we already know what type of athlete he is. We already know the talent that he has. But they challenged him before the year and said, we know you're a great pass rusher. Let's see, can you stop the run? So he's been focused on playing the run game. And I think that solidified everything on the D line because you got John Allen, Deron Payne, all these guys, Tim Settle. We got a we got a hell of a rotation here. So at the end of the day, what they understand is the more and more comfortable these guys get their playing together, the more and more dominant we're gonna be. The last time we won Super Bowls here, we dominated the trenches. The hogs on offense, Dexter Manley, Charles Mann, rest of them on defense. We understand trench warfare and we got one side of the ball already taken care of when, when it comes to that. Well, I appreciate that information because I wasn't alive last time that was winning Super Bowl. So, you know, the, the, more you, the more you learn, the more you learn. And we actually had a name then, too, so it's new to me also. Well, I, we're talking about the name. What do you think the name should be? Well, you know, I am the father of the Red Wolf movement. Like, I, I just okay. think – I think this, we are the fan base that's already, we'll be the first city that had a chance to rename two major teams. We had to rename the Washington Bullets to the Washington Wizards. We know how that turned out. And now we're renaming the NFL team. And I think we got to take a chance on this one and understand when you pick a mascot, it's more than just a mascot. It's what comes with it. What uh, what reactions comes with it? What could we do? And I like the Red Wolves because I can see us sacking Daniel Jones, Chase Young sacking Daniel Jones at the new at the new field, and and, and eighty thousand just howling like wolves. I I could see that happening on a Monday night. I could see Halloween they ain't right us there. On Monday night. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, we won't be down forever. This is what I know about the NFC East. When we're all bad, we all bad together. But when oh, we're yeah. good, we're all good together, too. Yeah. So that's the thing. When, when, when two of us come back, the other two coming also. So it, it's, it's going to flip now. It's going to flip, and it's going to flip soon. But I am of the wolf movement. I don't care if it's the Washington Wolves. I don't care if it's the Washington Red Wolves. I, 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 I'm, I'm with the Wolves. I like it. So you're trash-talking Daniel Jones. Let's get, it, let's get a little back. Yeah. Last time we played, we threw three touchdowns on blown coverages by Landon Collins. Has he figured yeah. it out? He's – He's an old friend of ours. What's the deal there? Man, Landon, starting off the year kind of slow, you know. Uh, He was one of the guys. He actually had a pretty good, solid year last year. But he's one of the guys you look to as a leader. And and he's known for his ability to be a box safety. And when we play a team like Cleveland, that's going to let you know this is going to be a box safety game and you don't show up, you know, that's when the problems arise. So he's a guy, can't say he's on a hot seat by any means, but I'm sure they've alerted him to the fact they need him to play better for us to win ball games. Yeah, you know, Landon was our guy when he was here. It seemed like he didn't want to leave. Well, we know for a fact he didn't want to leave, but he couldn't turn down that contract and the Giants didn't offer him. And uh, 
it was interesting because, you know, the first game, him and Peppers got after it after the game. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. week 16, man, you know, that overtime game. And then that yeah. last one, Caden Smith, uh, Caden, yeah. K- making Caden built confidence in us of Caden Smith going to the offseason. Where now it's like, all right, he's just a backup tight end. Yeah, yeah, he's just a dude. He's a he's what we call it in the league. He's a Jag, just a guy. I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, Fred, I appreciate you giving us some time, man. Where can people find you? Find the Washington, uh, the Believe Washington podcast. I mean, where are hey, you first, at these days? Yeah, first of all, first of all, most definitely part of the Believe family. I handle the Washington football team uh, part of things. It's called the Pro and the Fan. Me and my co-host, Percy Donaldson. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I also have another podcast I do with uh, one Chick Hernandez. Uh, it's the Chicken Smoot podcast. You can find that on Spotify and Apple. I'm going to come a little bit all over the place. That's how I like to do. If, hey, hey, we don't need a name to talk football. We love to talk football here at Washington. Well, where are you at right now, man? Because it looks like you're in paradise with those blue skies behind you, umbrella and everything. I'm on my deck right now. I'm I'm literally got my pineapple juice out here. I'm relaxing. Once they told me I was going to get on the phone with you, I want to be as relaxed as possible since we in such a tense situation, since we got one win between the both of us. I said one of us might as well be relaxed. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Fred. All right, man. uh, Thanks for coming on. We'll – well, maybe we'll talk at the end of the season and we'll have more than one win combined. Will we, or no, no ties, no nothing. I've been saying maybe. I can't make no promises, brother. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> All right, brother. No holds bad. He, he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the varsity. All right. Thanks, Fred Smoot, for coming on. That was fun, talking a little trash. He, he, he was a good trash talker, and then I was like, should I just, like, go in? I was like, no, we'll just we'll, we'll be playful. So it was it was fun. Um, we now welcome on weatherman Dan, Danny King. Danny, how are you? What's the weather looking like for Sunday? I'm doing good. I mean, the weather for Sunday is going to be cool, but it's not going to be as hot as last Sunday when it was like 90 degrees in Dallas. It's going to be 61 degrees. Got a wind 8 miles per hour of the south, southeast. A lot of south in that one. Visibility 10 miles, once again. Always love to see a good thing. Cloud cover 55%. We care about the cloud cover. Precip- precipitation probabilities one percent so there's gonna be like no rain so you love to see it yeah it's still f- i woke up this morning and it was like 81 degrees i was like man it's chilly out this morning so. i hate i hate you it's, a, I, it's, I just a, it's a big difference it's a big difference you had a sweatshirt on in a youtube video today so i'm like it's definitely still 80 degrees in florida up oh, for but for bobby skinner in florida that's hoodie season i was actually doing laundry and i didn't want to wear like an orange shirt in the video so i just threw a hoodie on just for the video so that's actually what it was uh, so hoodies are comfortable though hoodies are comfortable especially the talking giants hoodies oh, yeah. at mm-hmm. our merch store we're trying to get some more merch on there they're not doing it even though i've reminded them twice nonetheless <laughs> hopefully they listen to this and get it freaking done, people. <laughs> Maybe the so we're trying to get these stickers it. on the store. Oh, they won't put those up. No shot they put those up. I, I asked. They said they would. They I haven't done it yet. Okay. I'll right, so, do it tomorrow. I'm going to be pissed off. So should we introduce the new segment I, I made up that started last week? It's called Giants know. Trivia. Do we Giants do Trivia. Giants Trivia. Where did you think of that name? Uh, Myself in this very moment. Oh. Someone's going to say, copyright. All right. We need some kind of like dumb. Let's, let's, all right. 30 seconds on the clock. Let's try and figure out a name for this segment that's not just Giants trivia. Uh, the King's Courts Questions. The King's the king, the, the king's Fact. The King's Fact of the Week. Danny King's Dumb Question. How about that? <laughs> okay, yeah. Danny, I like that. Danny King's Dumb Question. All right. So for Wait, the, no, here. No, are you dumber than Danny? Right. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, it works. So, I don't know. We'll think of it. We need more than we'll 30 call seconds it, to so figure are, it out. Are you dumber than Danny's question of the week? In the series against the Washington football team, what was the name of the Giants wide receiver who caught 11 passes for 269 yards against Washington? Victor Cruz? No. No. This is a tough one. I'm Mario Manningham had a really good game, but it was not a 269-yarder. No, I, as this must be before the, this must be nineties or eighties. You are. Is correct. it Amani Tumor? No, it's not Amani Tumor. The answer is actually Del Schaffner. Del Schaffner. You play for the, this. The, this happened back on October twenty eighth, nineteen sixty two. We had to go, on, we had to go way back. Okay. 
But I was looking. At, I was looking at the wide receiving yards because I because like I I went and saw Odell had four hundred yard games against Washington. So I was like, all right, who had the most? And then turned out it was Del Schaffner. There's, there's gotta be I was someone worried that Del. because like sometimes you know we're all pretty young, so I don't know questions, and then we'll have you know some of our like you know Marty. He's sixty nine years old. He'd be like, oh, you don't know this guy. He was the number two wide receiver, and they'd like shame us. So I'm glad that. I'm glad we didn't know. Well, someone in the chat said Rams is Barden. I don't think he even had that many yards in his entire career. <laughs> yeah, but say, we learned something new. Del Schaffner. Do you even know he was a wide receiver? Now we all know. I really Del's want free. to bring nice ice cream place. really want to bring Del Schaffner back to life. I hope he's alive, but if he is deceased, I really want to bring him back to life and uh, we'll put him, him on, on the this football field. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll interview him. Well, let's we'll just say. find it out right now. Is Del Schaffner alive? Oh, he's dead. He Oh, wait, he died on March 11th. That's my birthday. That's not cool. Man, Mark Del Schaffner died this year. How old was he? He was born in 1934. Kind of looks a little bit like me. Yeah. Eh. Dang, he just—he really did just die. He was a first-round pick. The, this episode's dedicated to Del Schaffner. <laughs> this episode is brought so to you by Del, Del Schaffner. <laughs> we miss you so much. All right, <laughs> fantasy draft, fantasy draft. Oh. If you this is your first time listening to kind of feature some of the matchups in this game, we do a four-round fantasy draft of only players in this game, so with Giants players and Washington players. Uh, I'll be picking first this week. It's a rotating schedule. Um, and I'm also in last place. I have had the worst score every week by a, a, a big margin. I had 25.6 points last week. I have 109 points on the season. Justin, you won last week barely with 48 points. You're at 176 points. And then Danny is still in the lead, almost doubling my score five weeks into the season at, with 207 points total. So Danny's still... I was trash talking Danny at the beginning of this. Like, do you even know how to play this? And he is just—he's literally about to lap me in the standing. So, <laughs> I mean, this is the week if you're gonna like make at least some form of a move. This is the week because God knows who's gonna really. Yeah, I always get the move. worst weeks: Chicago and Washington, where there's no <laughs> clear cut. I—I uh, sh- I should next year. I'm gonna like plan out the schedule for to see to to try and win. All right, so I have the first pick. I'm going Boomer Bust. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Might be the best skill player in this game. That being said, he's going up against James Bradbury. I'm going Darius Slayton. I'm going Darius Slayton to have a big game. Um, he's the only guy to catch a touchdown in this past game in this in this season for the Giants. It's been brutal, but I think Daniel Jones will have a big game. I'm hoping he does at least. I'm going Darius Slayton with my first pick. I don't hate the pick. I mean, honestly, I I, I would have went Darius Slayton as well because, like, if you think about it, who does Washington have? Kendall Fuller. That's it. So I mean, yeah. Darius and pretty Jimmy much Moreland. Yeah, Jimmy Moreland. So I think Giants wide receivers are honestly a safe bet this week. See, I feel like Shepard would feast if he was here. If I'm being honest, with yeah. You. If but he would not, if Shepard was here, I would pick Shepard first. I really would. He usually uh, has really good games against Washington. Yeah, like like yeah. Oh, if Odell was here, I, you gotta pick Odell. Like he always dominated Washington. Had to bring up Odell. Well, Danny, he's not. It's been a year and a half. Let's 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 cut the no, Odell talk. No, I'm not moving on now. I'm, I'm sticking with it till the day I die. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You... Uh, all right. So my first pick uh, is Devontae Freeman. Daryl Henderson Jr. had 23 uh, fantasy points last week. Devontae Freeman came out had a decent game by Giants running back standards for these past feel like two years. So give me Devontae Freeman. I believe he's going to conti- hopefully continue having a, a decent game. And I think the Giants, if yeah, once again, I feel like this could be one of their coming out parties to at least have a win. If they don't win, that's sad. Yeah, I think the Giants will get the ball rolling a little bit in the run game. I actually had Freeman second on my big board, so I agree with that pick. Justin? Yeah, I had Freeman as well. Um, So I have two picks coming up because we snake it. Now you have to go McLaurin. Uh, I I 100% believe in the James Bradbury uh, juju that he's got going on right now. I I'm 100% behind it. In regular fantasy, I unless because Terry McLaurin is kind of like your wide receiver one in regular fantasy lineups. But if you don't have a guy like Terry McLaurin, I'm benching that guy that he's going up against. That Bradbury's going up against because it's real. The yeah. the the Bradbury effect is real. Um, he's probably the second best corner in the National Football League right now, and it's a shame because this team is 0-5 that we're not talking about it. It's crazy. That's so crazy how good he is. Um, yeah. And then who am I going to come back on? Antonio Gibson. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't like it. 
I just don't trust anybody on this Giants offense besides Darius Slayton and Devonta Freeman. So Antonio Gibson, he's been decent in terms of providing some sort of value, but the offensive line is pretty bad. Hopefully he can give me some catches or a touchdown. Yeah, it's a safe pick. He's going to get carries. He's going to get um, targets. So safe pick. Um, I, I just don't agree with the Terry McLaurin pick because because James Bradbury locked down Amari Cooper last week. Seriously, I don't think any like it, I mean Justin hit it, but I mean I don't know. Like I I agree, man. I'm if you're a number one wide receiver going against Bradbury, it's it's tough. But also, you know, I mean look at the matchup too. You yeah. Know. All right, so like who else is gonna pick? Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, I mean, all right. So with my next pick, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm taking Evan Ingram. I'm okay. taking Evan Ingram. I, I I went and looked at what he's done against Washington. He had like thirteen and a half points, ten ten and point seven nine, and then four. I feel like Evan Ingram. I feel like this could be a game he goes out there, has a halfway decent game against these Washington linebackers. Maybe they do another one of those end-around plays and works. I think Evan Ingram is a safe pick here. And also, I'm just saying out there, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but it just popped on my timeline. You guys remember, did you guys watch the Giants uh, mic'd up last year when Evan Ingram was run-blocking against Ryan Kerrigan, and then Ryan Kerrigan yeah. said like his run-blocking has improved? That yeah, popped up in my feed again that. this year, and I was like, man, I want, what's Evan Ingram's run-blocking grade this year? He's the worst in the league, according to the PFF. But that's besides the point. Give me Evan Ingram. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I'm going Giants wide receivers this, this week. I think they're going to have a game. I do. I think the Giants are going to put up points. So I'm going Golden Tate with my second pick. They got to try. You know, as much as we've been trashing Jason Garrett, like he's not an actual moron. Like you got to think that he starts changing something. He even added a little bit more in this Dallas game. And don't hit me with the excuse that the preseason, the stuff that he's adding is not complex. And in fact, it's almost a little easier. But so I think Golden Tate, um, he, I mean, he kind of do to have a game. And, and with that, with Shepard out, I'm going Tate. And then back around, man, I'm hedging my bets on the Giants. And I'm going to go Gallman. Gallman has actually... I have been a, a Gallman trasher. He, when he has the opportunity, has done a little bit all right. Um, maybe he gets a touchdown. I don't know. I'm going Gallman when I swing around. And like I said in the beginning of the show, I just don't think Washington is going to do anything on offense. Yeah, I mean, that that that's been, that was going to be my game plan going into this is take New York Giants players as much as I can. And I'm going to do that again. And, I, and this one's bold. This one really is a bold choice. But I am going to take Austin Mack. I'm going to take the new guy, Austin Mack. I, clearly, they saw something in him to bring him up to the main roster full-time and get rid of Radley. Granted, Radley did, has done nothing besides like a major like pass interference call, which was debatable. We all know that. Was that the pick play in Dallas? Uh, so give me Austin Mack to maybe go go out there and have a surprise. Cause Washington was when Corey Coleman truly made his name for the Giants. He made some incredible catches and some good plays that made Giants fans, I feel like, really believe Corey Coleman can be the guy. So I think Austin Mack can go out there and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I think Justin has some takes on Austin Mack later in the show. So Justin, your last two picks. This is rough. This is really, really rough. Um, it's a rough week. <laughs> I almost want to pick Deion Lewis, but we didn't talk about this Monday or Wednesday, Bobby, about that one particular play where, I mean, I guess we did briefly. Deion Lewis maybe should just should have sat in the flat instead of running towards the defender. He was both sides of that. He should have done that, but also he was trying to get within Jones's vision because he was tackled when yeah. Jones started scrambling. And I, I saw that more of like, hey, hey, like, I don't know, but also yeah. like if he if Jones throws him that on the run, it probably gets intercepted too. So yeah, it's 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 a tough play. Dion Lewis has been wildly disappointed. Understand we haven't seen him often. He's done a solid job in pass blocking, but he's been wildly disappointing. You know, call you know put it on him, put it on Garrett. So I, I can't go with him. I'm gonna go with what seems to be wide receiver number two for the Washington Football Club is Dontrell Inman. Um, has 12 catches this year, um, 54% catch percentage, catch rate. Uh, he has two touchdowns, so I guess I'm banking on him catching a touchdown. Man, this is so bad. This is just so bad. And then I guess, uh, Logan Thomas. Sure. Terrible too, but <laughs> this I mean, he's their starting tight end. So, you know, it's with the fourth round, it's not a bad pick. Whatever. All right, Danny, <laughs> last pick. Uh, 
Yeah, wow, this is really bad. I, I I was tempted to make like a Cody Latimer joke, like Cody Latimer, like oh, but he's not on the team because he arrested. <laughs> but so that's a you know great joke by me. Uh, my next pick. He's a shooter. He he is a shooter. What's the guy's name? Isaiah Wright. I he had like one point last week. So but I mean maybe he can improve a little this week. This is so bad of a week. Two terrible teams. <laughs> um, by the way, don't uh Logan Thomas is a perfect example of when you watch your team you only see highlights of other teams i thought logan thomas was having a good year because i saw like i watched a little bit of one washington game he was targeted a bunch um you know i see him score a touchdown i thought logan thomas was having a good year and then you go watch him and see his stats and it's like oh no he's actually horrible it's it's just it's it's just kind of an example of like hey when you focus in on your team you only see the good things from other teams or like the very worst so all right so i'm finishing it off you know mr brownstone he made me pick Caden Smith, who only had a point and a half last week, but it was also the right pick because Damian Ratley had zero points, and now he's gone. He's gone. Um, I kind of think C.J. Board is going to be the guy over Austin Mack this week. Austin Mack will get reps, but I do think C.J. Board will be above him. That being said, J.D. McKissick gets carries and catches for this Washington team. So if I'm going to take one Washington player, I'm going to go McKissick and just hope if they get one touchdown, it's McKissick. So I'm going McKissick. McKissick from McKissimmee. Do you guys know what Kissimmee is? No. It's a place in our like little bit uh, east of Orlando. Uh, McKissimmee. Oh. Kissimmee. They call it Kissimmee. But it's really Kissimmee. Who do we think wins this week? Honest question. Who do we think wins? Can we... We have Giants. We have a... That's... No, 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 no. I show. mean the fantasy game. The fantasy game. Because, like, literally, I feel like we were just Me. guessing completely randomly. This is the week Bobby would win. It's like randomly, those players have, like, the best have, like, game. like 95 of their life. points this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. All right. Giant factors. I get the first pick this week. I really struggled of who to go for this week. And I talked about him probably a little more than I wanted to in the beginning portion of this show. But it's Andrew Thomas. It's Andrew Thomas. I should have saved this for this portion, but I said it before. Montez Sweat's a good player. He's getting production. But guess what? He's young. He's only in his second year. He's from the SEC, too. He has long arms. That helps him out. But guess what? You have long arms, too, Andrew Thomas. That's one of the reasons you were you know, set apart. You have the athleticism to go with a guy like Montez Sweat. So you have the length and athleticism. That's what Montez Sweat uses the best. Have a dominant game, Andrew Thomas. Not an okay game, not some bad plays, but it got better as the game went along. Be dominant against Montez Sweat and let the other people focus on Chase Young. Let the other guys focus on Chase Young. And you just one-on-one dominate Montez Sweat. I am going with my guy. I still believe, I still have faith in you, my young man. I'm going to Andrew Thomas as my week five giant factor. I'm just confused why like people are like all of a sudden giving up on Andrew Thomas after like do we forget he's a rookie? Like I feel like people do forget that at times. It's fandom, and part of it is although Mekhi Becton hasn't played the last two and a half weeks, he's been he was really good when he did play, and then Wills has been good. Wills has been better than Thomas, but also Wills has given up sacks. He's had some holding penalties. He's had some like you know I literally break down all these guys every week. Yeah. So it's a little bit of that too, you know, where it's like we had the first pick. And the other two guys have been outperforming Thomas. So, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I think Beck. if you ask me right now, I think Becton will be better than Andrew Thomas. And I know it's early, but what we're seeing from Becton, if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a beast. But Andrew Thomas has more fantasy points. If I would have drafted Andrew Thomas last week in, in the fantasy draft, I would have had more points than Caden Smith. How about that? Hey, I mean... <laughs> That's wild. That, that's absolutely wild. All right, so <laughs> bad my, job on Mr. Brownstone. Bad, bad job, job on Mr. absolutely Brownstone. bad job. Left Bobby down right there. All right, so for my fantasy pick, uh, nothing. Uh, Giants factor. I'm gonna go Daniel Jones. Look, Daniel Jones hasn't had a great year so so far. We we all know that the turnovers continue to be an issue. And then last week he had the opportunity to go down the field, win the game. He unfortunately couldn't do that, and that's the big thing that the fans are holding over him now. This is a, a get right game. It's the Washington football team. They are not good. We're not saying we're better, but we should be able to beat them, I feel. Daniel Jones don't have a turnover. Let's have a turnover-free game. Let's do that. Let's go for free touchdowns against the Washington football team and just have a game. Ball out. Have like one of those graphics the NFL put up, like have a day, Daniel Jones, if your jersey and the stats. 
I believe in Daniel Jones still. We all got our questions, but I still believe, as of right now, he can be the guy to lead this team. So give me Daniel Jones. Justin? I'm throwing a little bit of a curveball. Last-minute curveball. We went two offensive players for Giant Factors. I got to switch it up a little bit. Talked early in the show how this Washington offensive line is pretty bad. Pretty darn bad. But there have been two guys that have pretty much disappeared from the defense these last two weeks in terms of putting up pass-rushing numbers. Those two guys are Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. Now, everybody knows my love for Leonard Williams. But this week, you know who I want to see show up? I want Dexter Lawrence to show up. I want him getting sacks. I want him getting QB hits. I want him generating pressure from the interior. Because Dalvin Tomlinson, he's been taking some of his reps. Dalvin Tomlinson has had a pretty awesome week these you know, these last two weeks in terms of his production. He got a sack last week. Did he have the sack the week before? No, he did not. But he did have a couple pressures and he had a couple knockdowns. So good for Dalvin Tomlinson. But I want Dexter Lawrence to take the reins back as the number two interior defensive lineman. Go out there and have a day. I like it. I like it. That's actually a good one. Because I was thinking of a defensive one. I was like, who... I kind of expect everyone on defense to win their individual battles. Dexter Lawrence is a good one, though. I, I like, like that. that. And I like the passion. If he's dominant, it changes, like, it, it, it changes the game. So, I agree. That's a good pick, Justin Panic. All right. Quick picks. Uh, what, what We're at not 20 minutes now, so we'll try and go quick through this. Uh, the listeners are in first place because they're pansies and only pick favorites at 27 and 12. Uh, Justin and Danny are tied for second at 24 and 15. I'm a little bit behind at 22 and 17, but it's a minor setback for a major comeback. Imagine if I end up winning fantasy and quick picks. You guys will look so stupid. Look, you guys will look so dumb because guess what? I'm a winner. If, 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 if you I somehow win. shoot the first place, I, I think I'm retiring from, from this from this whole thing. That's all it takes? I'm definitely I'm going to start trying harder. Uh, <laughs> all right, quick picks. First game, this game may not happen, although I think it will. Falcons, first game without Dan Quinn at the Minnesota Vikings. Justin, who are you going with? We picked the Texans last week as the first game after the firing of the coach and GM. Let's play for each other. We're all we got. Play for Coach Romeo Cremel. Um, So I'm going to go with the Falcons. Um, yeah. It. I thought that was going to be my take of like, Listen, yeah, the Vikings, I would pick them any other week. But guess what? Everyone wins their first game with their interim head coach, so I'm going yep. Falcons as well. Listeners went Vikings. Danny, are you going with the listeners? I will, I will not be going with the listeners. I will be going with the Atlanta Falcons. However, you did say every team wins their first game without the interim, with the new interim head coach. The Giants did it in 2017. I'm just Don't saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> the Eagles did when they fired Chip Kelly with Pat Shermer. How about that? Oh, no, oh. yeah, they worked out well for them. Didn't work oh. out well for us. <laughs> um, all right. We got Bears at Panthers. The Bears are 4 and 1. The Panthers, I don't even know their record honestly, but they've been surprising some teams. I'm going to go Bears. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Chicago guy. I like the Bears. I've always been a fan of them. Um I'm going Bears. The listeners are going Bears. Justin, I know you're going to go Panthers just cuz you're a snarky douche. I know no. you're going Panthers. No, 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 no. I I do want the Panthers to win. But the Bears, they're coming off of uh, a little bit of a longer week since they played Thursday night last week. They've had some time to prepare. I mean, the, the talent is just, it, I think it's too much. I think it's too much for the Panthers to handle. I think the Bears are going to do just enough, maybe squeak out 24 points, and that'll be just enough to get it done. So give me Da Bears. Make it happen. Danny, who do you got? I guess I'll be the snarky douchebag. Give me the Carolina Panthers, the Sir Per mascot. Robbie Anderson, Teddy Bridgewater. Give me the boys. Sir Purr, Sir Purr. All right, next we got AFC North football, baby. This game, I'm looking forward to this game. We're not going to get to watch it probably. Browns at the Steelers. The listeners went Steelers. I'm going to go Steelers as well too. I believe in the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to dial up something for that Browns offense. I think they are going to make the Browns offense look like the Browns offense did week one against the Ravens, even though the Steelers haven't been like blowing it up on D. I think they're going to have a really nice game plan for Cleveland. And it's the first game since the Miles Garrett stuff. So it's personal. Uh, I'm going, I'm going with the Steelers. Danny, who do you got? I will be taking the Cleveland Browns. Give me them to, uh, will this be an upset? I think it'd be an upset. Give me the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Steelers are favored. Give me the Browns. Justin. 
I'm going with the Browns too. This is going to be a fun game of chess, or no, excuse me, this is going to be a fun game of checkers. This ain't just chess between a couple smart football teams that do a, that are doing a lot of things right to start the year. I think the the Browns are going to be looking at what the Philadelphia Eagles did last week in terms of making their you know lackluster wide receivers uh, make some plays down the field, and they're going to be looking at that saying, anything you can do, I can do better. That's the Empire Sports Media way right there. Anything you can do, I can do better. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Next game, we got Broncos at Patriots. Danny, this was both of our upset picks last week. I got postponed. We're staying with the Broncos, right? I know Cam Newton's back, but so is Drew Locke. Yeah, I mean, we can't can't leave it now. Give me the Denver Broncos, baby. Justin? I'm going Pats because that just makes sense if Cam Newton's, especially if Cam Newton's back. Okay. And no, no, Drew Locke's going to be back. Let's go, baby. It's an upset pick. Upset. Upset city. All right, next game. The Battle of the Bays, Sunday Night Football. Packers at – actually, this isn't Sunday Night Football, but Packers at Bucks. Should be. I'm really tempted to take the Bucks. I really am. But I think I think the Packers are just the better team. I think the Packers are just the better team, so I'm, I'm going Packers. Justin? <sighs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers is too good. Um, yeah. Damn right good. he is. Still got it, don't he? <laughs> All right. We need to have a discussion about this one day. Because just because somebody is playing better this year doesn't mean that they were not playing average in years past. Like that, just because Aaron Rodgers is having a good 2020 doesn't mean that, oh, it makes his 2019 and 2018, 2017 better. But it does mean Kirk Cousins always sucks. <laughs> All right, Danny, who do you got? You, you guys should start like a show called Talk of Football. That'd be a smart show to debate that on. We'll uh, my pick oh, is, is is the Packers. Uh, Tom Brady couldn't even count the downs in their last game, so give me the Packers. Okay. All right, so everyone's going Packers. Rams at Niners. The Niners are down and out. That being said, I, I think Kyle Shanahan's going to have something for him. I think they're... Uh, you know, I kind of thought the Niners would have not as good of a year, but I'm I'm going Niners, man. I, I believe that they're going to pull something out against this Rams team. Danny, I won my last week's fantasy game in our talking Giants league against Justin, while Jimmy Garoppolo only dropped me like a fifth of a point. So, give me the Rams, though. I the 49ers just seem defeated currently. Justin. I probably definitely checked my lineup, so it's crazy how you beat me. Give me the Rams. <laughs> uh, I I did a, I did a little bit of digging this week on quarterback performances, and I'm pretty sure one of one of the best quarterback performances, no, the best quarterback performance that the Giants have allowed this year was to Nick Mullins um, in terms of like being accurate. Um, but I still don't believe in the – and since then, the 49er quarterbacks, they've been reeling. So give me the Rams. I like it. I like it. All right. Chiefs at Bills, both coming off of losses. Um, the listeners went Chiefs. Justin, who do you got in this one? I'm going Bills. This is going to be an upset pick. I think the Patriots and the Raiders have started to develop a tendency of how to game plan against the Chiefs. Now, I hate betting against Andy Reid in terms of – you know, Andy Reid's going to figure out a way to, you know, use Patrick Mahomes, whether it's in the pocket or just, you know, game plan a little bit differently. Um, not doing the same thing for three weeks in a row and, and losing and not having good football. So, but I'm still taking the Bills. I think they're a smart team. And Le'Veon Bell is now a chief. And the fact that they went out and they signed a running back. Le'Veon just, Bell's just a chief? Me. Yeah. You, don't, you didn't know that? I totally missed that. When did that happen? Was I was it when I was live streaming? I think it I was, yeah. So, yeah. Live streaming. yeah. And Twitter was down, so no one knew. That's crazy. I Moves didn't know like that. that usually don't work. I mean, they have Clyde Edwards Elaire. So I, I'm really missing the move, if I'm being now honest. They got Le'Veon Bale. Um, I'm going Bills, too, but because of their offense. I think their offense is going to give the Chiefs some um, some trouble. Yeah, so I'm going Bills. This was, I thought this was going to be my upset pick. Um, just, or Danny, who do you got? I've been circling the wagons. I can't circle them this week. Give me the Chiefs. All right, Monday Night Football, we got Cardinals at Cowboys. The listeners went Cardinals. I know Dak's done. I know the Cowboys have been extremely underwhelming, and everyone loves the Cardinals. 
But I think the Cowboys are just a more talented team. And I think people forget how decent, like how good Andy Dalton was. And I don't mean that to, to pump up Andy Dalton. But this is the best weapons Andy Dalton has probably ever had. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that since those Cincinnati teams were good. But these this three-headed monster at wide receiver, Ezekiel Elliott, um, uh, and Chandler Jones out for the Cardinals. So you're not really worrying about those rookie tackles as much. I'm going the Cowboys. I think Andy Dalton's going to have like a three, four touchdown game here. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys as well, even though I believe in the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, I feel like they're going to do this game for Dak. They did it last week. But, I mean, Dallas, for at least a week, saved their season. So, give me the Cowboys. Justin? I was going to go Cowboys. But now, you two losers. Come on, like we're playing for first and second place in the division this weekend. We need everybody to lose. Are we really? I'm horrible at picking things if you haven't noticed. So, <laughs> Give me the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray has not been great. Um, they, I feel like Cardinals have been a little underwhelming after uh, a week one beatdown of People the defending NFC. jumped on them so quickly. And I, was like, yeah. I was like, actually watch Kyler Murray. Like His running is amazing, but his passing is very underwhelming. I mean, I think at the time, everybody thought very highly of the San Francisco 49ers, and then you've seen how they've dwindled down since their beatdown of the Giants. Yeah. But give me the Arizona Cardinals. We need everyone in the NFC East and the NFC Least to lose. Yes, that's true. That's true. I hate that. A lot this of division games still, going I hate forward. that. This is such the, the biggest stretch of the Giants' seasons right now. If they don't win this, there's no hope for a fun December and November. <laughs> Long December, Counting Crows once said. Danny, game predictions for the Giants. Prediction and score. I will be going with the Giants. Like I said last week, I can never pick them against a divisional opponent. I don't think this is going to be one of those, you know, fun games. I don't think it's going to be, like, as fun as the last game that the Giants played against Washington, that Chase Young Bowl. I'm still taking the Giants. Give it to me 24 to 10. Okay. Last time we put the last comfortable game for the New York Giants was against Washington in week four last year. Because... Actually, the Miami game with Eli was comfortable. I was just there, so it felt that was a little the different. Daniel Jones home debut right there. Yeah, it was. It was. All right, Justin, predictions. Nineteen to ten, Giants. I, I think like we're gonna, I like we're, we're going to kick a crap ton of field goals. We're going to score a touchdown, and it's going to be 10, 13, 16, 19. and we're going to get upset because we didn't score touchdowns, and it's going to be nasty. But we're going to win. I hate this team. I really do. I have so many friends. In my in my life, that are Washington fan. My own brother is a fan because of Joe Gibbs because he liked NASCAR. That's how that's how he's a fan of this team. I'm so pissed off that we don't get to play Dwayne Haskins' bum ass. I really am. What a loser Dwayne Haskins pretending to be sick. Fred Smoot said it himself. The guy is a pansy and a loser. Imagine him dodging this. And people were saying trash talking about Dwayne Haskins all offseason. They didn't even give him this a they didn't even give him a third of the season. The guy's a loser. Kyle Allen's also a loser, though. He's a loser. Not as much as Haskins, but he is a loser. And I'm a winner. Giants 77, Redskins 0. Giants win big. Daniel Jones, big day. Defense shutout. Giants win, baby. Let's get it. Let's go be blue. How about that? You like that? Alex, you like that? Is Alex Smith a loser, though? Like, what happens if he plays? Alex Smith is a loser. <laughs> okay, I just had to establish it. He shouldn't be out there. He sucks. He's horrible. Every time you tackle him, you're scared his leg's going to break. Go home, Alex. You've proven your point. Go home, Alex. I was thinking about doing, because, you know, we've been doing the good morning tweet, you know, every Sunday at 8 o'clock in the morning. And obviously, because of the, the, the name change and just in general, you can't do a video of, of a Native American being shot. You know, people will get offended by that. That would un- understandably so. That one's understandable. <laughs> you know, understandably so. You know, they've been through a lot in this country, you know. So I was thinking of doing the Alex Smith breaking his leg video, but obviously that would offend a lot of people too. We can't do that either. Um, Joe Theismann. <laughs> there's a lot to pick from, and we just can't do any of them. Joe Theismann. What are you going to do for Dallas uh, when I we play I just feel like again? a real-life dude getting like his leg broken isn't like... That's actually not that. That's actually kind of is offensive. They put literally Joe Theismann breaking his leg with Lawrence Taylor at the beginning of the Blind Side. You could do it. 
Yeah, but not making fun of it, being like, we're going to do this again. We're going to oh, win today. For CBS didn't care. They kept showing Dak Prescott's ankle bent in the wrong direction last week. They're like, let's take another look at they this They blurred shot. it out on ESPN the other night. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, they like the pixelated. At like that point, what's the point of showing it? Oh, quick prediction. Does Arch Manon have a good game tonight? Or t- yes. Or- yeah, he has a good game every week. He's a beast. Future Giants Future QB. Giant quarterback. Yeah. Tank yeah. for Arch. Tank for Arch. Um, Loki, I would be excited about that. All right, that's an episode. We appreciate you guys. Thanks again for Fred Smoot to coming on. We'll see you for a win on Monday. I'm feeling it. You're gonna, you're gonna, a lot of you are gonna figure out what a victory Monday intro is like. I'm, I'm, I'm promising it. Guarantee, guarantee. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy a victory. Until then, let's go, Big Blue.